0: Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. And it's good to be with you again for another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Hi, my name is Steve Lacey. And I am Phil Thompson, as the announcer said, and uh, we bring you this podcast every week. We're a tech company, but we talk more than just tech, don't we? We do, and we're going to talk more than tech today, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it, this is probably more than tech. So this is uh, some uh, information from Thomas Rainer, who uh, somebody you listen to, right? He's got a little podcast. He's with what? LifeWay Christian yes. Resources, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And uh, they're part of the Southern Baptist Convention. Oh, all right. Yeah. What do so, you do? got some good good information here from some Baptists. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to talk about some common mistakes uh, that churches make regarding visitors. That's right. I'm still on this soapbox of dealing with visitors in your church because a lot of churches just don't do it well. Who needs visitors? Yeah, well, if you're interested in growing, uh, you want visitors, but I guess if you're not, right, who cares? Yeah, so this job would be wonderful if it wasn't for these blasted customers. That's right, all these people coming in the door. So, um, you know, I know we're heading into summer, but you're still going to get visitors. And actually, some of these things we're going to talk about here would probably be good to work on. During the summer, because you may not have as much stuff going on, maybe, uh-huh. depending on what kind of church you are and what you're doing. So sometimes the church, the, the summers do slow down a little bit for us if we're in church work. So you could maybe work on some of these things we're going to talk about so you get ready for the fall. Yeah, and we've got, what, 10 plus? we got over 10. 10. plus 1. Yeah, I even added another one. Oh, you did? Yeah. Wait, you, you're wait making you this get stuff on the on I'm the just fly, huh? on the fly, just to add. We could add. We probably make it longer. You got but, lots of pet peeves, huh? Well, I do, but I try to do it in a positive way. Just because the bottom line is, we want people to new people to connect, new people to feel at home in the church, and so some of these things, <laughs> if we uh, point them out, might lead to some change. These could be considered.
1: You you call them ten mistakes, right? But That's what I call them. I think them. Tom Rayner calls them ten failures.
0: I guess. So or eleven just, failures. failure seems kind of permanent. All permanent of yeah, it's true. <laughs> like, <laughs> you failed, you're done. <laughs> well, You know, mistakes like, okay, I made a mistake. I can change it. So I, I don't know. That's me. So, but Hey, I, I, who wants to argue with a guy that spells his name? T O T H O M? <laughs> that's what he, that's how he spells his first name instead of T O M. Oh,
1: he's, it's his abbreviated version of Thomas, I guess. I don't yeah.
0: know. He just goes by Tom Rayner. All right. Or as I like to say, rainier. But let's move on.
1: All right. So, number one. So let's
0: go with number one. And this is the one that you and I always talk about. But it's bears forth repeating failure to have an informative, easy-to-use website.
1: Yes. Yeah, so, the, as uh, I'm sure our listeners agree, the your website is the front door for mm-hmm. your church. Yeah. So, you need to make it... Um, there's, there's a few things you want to make sure that you have, they, they want to know what you're about and what it's going to be like. Exactly. So those are some of the critical things and everything else is not as important.
0: Yeah. And and it's really today websites are pretty easy to update. You don't have to be a genius to do that. Although, you and, and my flock made that easy many, many years ago. There's other website obviously out there now. So you can easily change some things, modify some things, and and fill it with some good content and some good stuff that guests and members alike would hopefully enjoy. Yeah, And we've talked about this before, so we're not going to belabor it. But, All right, so uh, we're moving on. Check your website. Make sure it's up to date and make sure that it's informative and easy to find things. All right, so yeah, number two.
1: Failure of pastors and staff to be actively involved in social media. And this is your other pet
0: peeve. Yeah. And um, again, uh, we've, I think this is, I know uh, we've talked about this. And um, in fact, we just had a a guy come in uh, working with your church that talked a little bit about how they're doing social media and Mm -hmm. he pointed out some of their glaring mistakes. Yes. Which we could broadcast here if we want. But I think one of the things that um, uh, Craig brought up was. Uh, you know, people just post things, but there's no interaction.
1: Yeah, that's probably a common mistake. A lot of ministries are doing. Yeah. So they'll go, "Oh, we we need to send this newsletter blast. We need to send this, and right. let's go post that newsletter blast on right. all the different social media platforms." And yeah. social media is geared for discussion. So yeah, as- so
0: it's more than just throwing content out there. And and walking away from it, which unfortunately a lot of churches do. And I'm sure there's people out there going, hey, you've been hitting us to do social media. We're doing it. Well, yeah, but you're not doing it right. Yes. So it's intended to be
1: an opportunity for discussion.
0: Discussion, interaction. And And uh,
1: as one of our, this, this Craig that you mentioned, reinforced, he says, social media is one to one to many to
0: millions. That's good. Craig really? Smiel, We've had Craig on here before. <laughs> what was that name? Smeal? What's his name? Smeal, right? <laughs> no. What's his last name? Smee. Smee. Okay. <laughs> Smeal, Shmale, whatever. But Craig, uh, hopefully he's not listening. I'm sure he's not. He's too busy. But we've had Craig on before. We need to have him on again.
1: Yeah. He. We probably
0: Craig Smee. Yes. All right. Yeah. I like Smeal better. Let's call him Craig Smeal. All right. Sounds good. All, All right. Is- so So very quickly, though. Uh, look, you got social media. Pastors and staff should be more involved in it because the people out there, they want to hear from the pastor a little more than just Sunday morning or s- Saturday night. And they, they want to hear from the staff. So so get interactive. All right. Uh, let's move on from these. Number
1: three, failure of pastors and staff to understand they represent the church.
0: Yeah, this is... Um, yeah. I have
1: a t-shirt that says,
0: I am the church. So the the point here... Is that when you are involved in social media and you put things on there that, oh, how can we say it? Uh, I guess what this writer might say, not Christ-like maybe. Uh, Things that might, the point is you represent your church, not only yourself, but your church. And most importantly, Christ. So be careful the words you use how you address things. Now I've seen people. I think what you, yeah, also what you
1: promote and, and denounce and things like that. You just need to be aware uh, that you Uh, represent the church.
0: And I've seen, I have seen pastors get involved in, uh, not, not that you can't say something controversial, but they've been put, they've got pushback from something they said. So then they push back further. And it, instead of it being a discussion, it becomes personal, and it becomes, uh, you know, oh, an argument, an I, argument, and personal. You know, uh, put downs uh, are used, and you idiot, can't you see this? Yes,
1: I've got an ongoing battle that's been raging for, I think, more than a year on a video that uh, we pushed to YouTube from one that we we pushed the, all the media vault uh, videos to youtube for our customers okay and uh, one of them just ignited a spark on the comments and in the comments and youtube and it has been going forever every (laughs) three or four days i'll get another rant and then the other side will rant on something else and so it's just i think it's common there's probably hundreds of comments on this one video
0: (laughs) <laughs> so, so I, I think good discussion is, is is can be very helpful, but when you get these rants and again personal attacks and you know just all sorts of things, that's where you really draw you know to me step across the line and you you lower yourself, you know, and you lower your church if you're mm-hmm. on that particular representing that thing. But yeah, yeah, it can be. So, we want people to be interactive on social media. We just don 't want you to be <laughs> a butthead on social media and say things that you know are just ridiculous and and, and cutting and ripping people down. It's supposed to build people up all right
1: all right number four
0: all right failure or I would say mistaking mistakes to urge people to be a part of groups. in other words, failure to urge people to be a part of groups so this is we're talking about common mistakes or failures that a lot of churches do, especially when it involving new people or new guests that come in. And uh, we believe, I believe, and I think you do too, that that groups outside of a Sunday morning meeting are, can be very healthy. They can help people uh, connect. Uh, they can help people get involved in ministry. Uh, you can certainly can be very evangelistic if done in the right way. It can help people grow spiritually. It can help them form relationships. Yeah, uh, you can definitely, you'll would
1: you you'll go deeper with people in a small group than yeah. you would just Sunday morning.
0: So a lot of times we don't, you know, if you're a leader, whether it's a staff person or even a key volunteer, we forget to, you know, always encourage people to be part of smaller groups. Hopefully your church has some kind of a small group at least certain times of the year or other smaller functions outside of the Sunday morning venue that people can come and be a part of and get to know each other. And uh, to me, that's a healthy thing to do.
1: All right. So along those lines, number five.
0: Yeah. Number five is uh, failure of leaders to actively, uh, to be actively involved in influencing the content of these groups. Now, this is always one of the, uh, the fears that a lot of pastors have is that uh, well, we don't want small groups because they could get out of control and cause church splits. And that can certainly happen. That's a thing.
1: What's that? That's a thing. Church splits? I know church splits are a thing, but I wouldn't think
0: that if I have small groups, I'm more likely to have a church split. Well, there are some, I don't believe that's true. But I, I there are some pastors that really get freaked out over that because maybe in their past they had an experience where there was people in the group that decided they didn't like what the pastor was doing, or the way the church was going, and it kind of became this little schism.
1: Yeah, I could see that, but that's not a that's not how you create small groups, though. You'd know, say, no, we, we hate the
0: pastor group.
1: So no, let's all get together." And, well, yeah, and obviously
0: we don't have a group like that. I mean most most churches don't advertise a group like that. For those of you who hate the pastor, join this group Wednesday night. But what happens is these things evolve and you know they come a gossip bed and the the next thing you know you do have discontented people and I used to have a friend of mine that was in ministry said so, birds of a feather flock
1: together. So this is this <laughs> no, this point is on the failure of leaders to be actively involved in the content that the right. group is going over. Yeah. So you um a lot of times and we did this for a while, it was just it was up we're forming a group you get together and decide what you want to right. review or study or whatever right. and and now we're a little more structured and st- right. steer we all
0: of the all of our groups now are based on the last week's teaching yeah that's exactly what ours do mm-hmm. um, so i again, yeah, if you just kind of have a free for all uh you know uh, i again, I was mentioning earlier how birds of a feather flock together. I had a leader who said you know you can have people this they can be Clear across the room and they'll find each other, the ones that, you know, seem to have an attitude or a problem or something. So I I think that uh, the bottom line is you should have some kind of small groups and uh, you should urge people to go to those, but you should also uh, make sure that there's some uh, involvement in the content of your groups, whatever you're going to be doing. And so you don't have just a free-for-all and whatever happens, happens kind of a thing. Because I think you can get off track there. And and again, you you don't want to be a control freak. But you definitely want to have, and people, you know, they're looking, most people are looking for topics and, okay, we want to do this. Where do we go? We're not sure. So uh, leadership can provide some some valuable input on that. And, uh, and, and I think there should also be accountability. I, I you know, I, we're getting off track here a little bit, but it is talking about groups. I think you, whoever your small group leaders are, you should be in touch with them on a regular basis. So you should encourage people to go to small groups. You should be a part of the content and you should get some feedback too because if you have feedback you can find out okay uh, maybe somebody's got a valid complaint or a valid point you know and maybe you might go yeah it's a good idea we should implement that on our service or we should not be doing this we should do this instead but if you don't have any kind of a sounding board that's where division and contention comes in and you know all sorts of problems all right moving on smartly to number six Failure of church members to be considerate of where they sit. This is a pet peeve of mine. Where they sit during a worship service. I'm so, not
1: sure anybody does it right.
0: Well, because everybody like, likes to sit in their favorite spot. I guess.
1: This is, I mean, getting into pet peeves here. This, the, the, you, you board a plane and they always say, okay, step, in to, step out of the aisle so the people behind you can get by before yeah. you put your things up. No one does that. Exactly. At all. Yep. And <laughs> i yeah, just, yep. I that's that's my pet peeve. I'm like, just get out of the way, let the people behind you buy, and then start stuffing your stuff in the...
0: Yeah. I mean, and, and depending on the seating you've got in your facility at your church, I mean, I see this all the time, especially we get busy. This is Tucson, Arizona, and many churches get really f- more full during the winter season. We're getting into summer now, so it's going to thin out in some churches. But,
1: yeah, I don't think – I don't know. I've walked into my, my church as well, and, you know, the people that got there early got all the prime seats, so they're all on the aisles. <laughs> right. You know, and so there's – you're having to crawl over yeah. people. and
0: Yeah. So, it's kind of like the movie theater. You know, I don't know. I, I, I don't like and, going to movie theaters. Sometimes I have to go through a bunch of people to get to a seat. Uh, in the movie
1: theater, the the key is the center of the theater. That's where it draws most of the people. Right. But in church, people want to sit near an aisle so they can get out of yeah. there. So, uh, b-
0: b- although I might like to dispute to you with the movie theater, sometimes I like to be on an aisle too so I can get out of there. So uh, I don't have to deal with people. But, but then, then but you're off on the side. That's me. But and you're looking at the movie <laughs> sideways. Well. It depends on the theater, I guess. I don't know. I don't like movie theaters, anyhow. Anyway, yes. So, what we're getting at here, here's the big picture. What we're trying to say here is, people should, you know, they they should be aware that visitors and other people is is coming to the ushers to say, "Hey, get off the aisle, you longtime member." I think that middle uh, of this row. Yeah, that's a good question. How do you how do you communicate this to people? Uh, I think you you can. in a very gentle way, communicate it. Uh, maybe in your newsletter. I don't know if you want to put it in the program or not. But uh, stop I, taking
1: all the good seats. I, well,
0: I think there's a way to communicate that. Where look, guys, keep, be aware. We got we got people trying to crawl over you to get to something. Especially the newer people. I mean, it's one thing if you're a regular and you just you're used to it, and you all right. Well, I got to go past Sally and Jim, and now I got to go jump over this person. But if you're a newer person, this is like very annoying to a newer person. That's my take on it. Anyhow, I don't know. All right. Okay. Number seven. Yeah. We don't really have an answer on how to fix that, but maybe somebody out there will come up with a brilliant idea. Yeah. All right. Number seven. I didn't realize it was such a big deal, but it it is for me. I hate it. All right. So failure to have parking lot greeters. Okay, so, so no parking lot greeters. This is a common mistake. Uh, if you have a large parking lot, and if you have a lot of people especially, even if you don't have a large parking lot, I guess if you, if it's always full, it would really be good to have a parking lot person there, not only to help maybe with some traffic issues, but also just to greet people when they're coming up to the door. Yeah, yeah I would think
1: as you come up to the door, it would be the most important. Yeah, I I think I've told you this story before about the confusing experience I had at Chuck Swindoll's church when he was still pastoring a church in California. Yeah. You you drive into the parking lot, and they had parking lot greeters, mm-hmm. but all of them would hold up, on one hand they'd hold up one finger, on the other oh, hand they'd right. hold up yeah. two fingers, yeah. and they'd look at you like, one, <laughs> one two, one, two. Like, <laughs> you're new to this place, and you're like... I have no idea what this guy's asking me. <laughs> <laughs> there's two people in my there's three in my car. so you know. So anyway, that was that was code for you staying for one service or two services. And
0: nobody explained that to new people.
1: Well, yeah, they just as soon as you pull in the lot, there's guys they're out there, but they're not. Yeah, they're, they're not just holding up anymore. one and two. And then the so next you, week you come back, you go, oh okay, I got the single. I'm I'm going to hold my.
0: So if there's my one a different figure. place to park. Obviously, now. this was.
1: Again, Chuck Swindoll's church was really popular right. in his heyday, and Glad so they would double park if you were um, staying for two services. Okay. So they they direct you to a place where you could not get out. Oh, okay. so um, nice until the second service was over because ah. they needed in Southern California as well. So. Sure, yeah. Well, well I,
0: I think, you know, getting back to this point, I mean, parking lot greeters and people outside the church, if you can do that, is, is a healthy thing to do. And, you know, you can set up these these portable little, what do they call them? I, I mean, I call them little tents, but they're not. Are they tents? That you, you can get them at Price Club. or Canopies. Canopies. You can set them up, and you can stick a table under there so it protects you from the sun. You can put some information out there about the church. Yeah. You want to have, so, yeah, we're... These, The rest of
1: these are kind of similar related to this. So let's move on. Sure. So failure to have clearly marked guest parking.
0: Right. And so if you are a guest, what what a lot of churches do and a lot of even businesses do is they try to give you a nice spot so you don't have to walk real far. It's clearly marked. You can park there. Um Maybe even helps identify the greeters if they have them, you know, who you are. Uh, So if you have grass parking, I mean, I don't think this is a huge deal, but I I think it's it's, it's still something nice to have if you're a large
1: church, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. So this one, the next one, I think is a bigger deal. Let me back up, though. Okay.
0: Here's what, since we're on this, since we're on our... Uh, soapbox here about mistakes and failures. Uh, what, I, what really gets me going is when I see staff parking for churches and they have staff parking and it's prime parking. Oh, yeah. I mean that to me, that just irritates me. I was like, okay, you're a pastor. You're the associate pastor. Great. We love you. We really appreciate our pastor, but look, we, you know, you can't park somewhere else. You have to be right in front of the church I mean, to me, it it just communicates—I don't know—favoritism. Yeah, would that bother you if you saw? You've seen those, surely you've seen that, right? Uh, I worked in the large corporate world, and the the
1: VPs and presidents did have mark spots. Yeah, I could could see
0: that. I could see VPs and but I'm talking. But it was kind of you kind of went, hey,
1: this guy can't walk like the rest of us.
0: Right, that's all I'm getting at.
1: He gets here late and he parks right there.
0: So if you're one of those churches that has that, sorry. Yeah. So okay, moving on here. <laughs> All right. What is the? I'm lost. I've lost track.
1: Number nine: failure to have clearly marked entrances
0: to the worship center. Yeah, yeah. It, that can be a problem sometimes. You, you walk in, you have nowhere. To, you have no idea where you're going. And not just worship center, but bathrooms, yeah. maybe kids area. Where's the kids? If I've got kids. And you know, some of this is on the greeters. They can help you. But, you know, if you don't have clear signage, to me that... Um, Especially if you have a large campus with lots of buildings.
1: Yeah. Lots of separate hard. buildings. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean,
1: the, the one advantage is if you come at the time most people come, then you just follow
0: the crowd. and right. go. These guys must know where they're going. I'll follow them. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but if you're somebody like me that clearly doesn't follow the crowd on anything... <laughs> Then you could get lost, right? I don't know. I think it's good to have clear signage, not just the worship center, the sanctuary, but other places as well that people would need to have access to. Yes.
1: All right, number 10, which is these are, all three of these are related here. Yep. We've experienced this many a time. Oh, we have, boy. The failure to have clearly marked um, entrances to the church offices. Yeah. And this this is where there is no crowd to follow yeah and you kind of say oh there's more cars parked over here than over there maybe that's where the church office is yeah. yep so because we'll go you know midweek and people will want to want to go midweek and you just wander aimlessly sometimes yeah we've out. we've
0: gone to talk to people about streaming video and churches you know that say hey, well let's meet but you get there, it's like, okay, now where's it at? Yeah. I mean, you're there yeah, on the have, property, but have, where is the...
1: Yeah, they have four separate little buildings, yeah. and... Where's the office? Where's the office is hidden. And
0: not and, marked. Yes. And you wander around. You might see somebody, wa- a, a janitor or somebody walking somewhere, you know, yes. 100 yards away. So and you're these trying are, to chase are in larger,
1: um, you know, it seems yeah. like churches are doing things well. We've been yep. lost on their campuses before.
0: Yeah, we have. All
1: right. So, and the next on our list, and you have a bonus one, right? Do. But, uh, yeah. The next failure to have adequate restroom facilities. Right. I've not seen. Some of these are really like, mm, okay, <laughs> really?
0: Well, uh, so. Uh, <laughs> you need to uh, you, go to the restroom, you're going to have to run down the street. To, years ago, and it wasn't that long ago, but it was years ago when I was starting my church. Uh, there was some kind of a study done on, you know, reaching people and reaching new people. And one of the things that was brought up was uh, you need to have really nice restrooms and especially ladies' restrooms. Guys probably don't care. You know, we go and, you know, go on a hole in ground or something. And nobody cares. Guys don't care. But women, it can be a bigger issue for them. And uh, we ran across this somewhere, some article or some information about having, you know, really – you know, if you're going to do it, do it right. So so create some nice facilities. And again, especially for the opposite sex, for the females, because they like that. Yeah. They like the powder room because they spend a lot of time there. You know, they go in groups. You <laughs> ever notice that? Women go to the restroom in groups. Men don't normally do that. I don't really want anybody around me. But when ladies go to the restroom, they go like like a herd or like a pack or something. I don't know what's the term. Uh, so you should have adequate facilities. So adequate nice facilities, facilities uh, because uh, you know, clearly marked, telling them how to get there. All right. So these I, are mistakes. These yeah. are got one more eleven, now. and you have another. I have, one, I, haven't seen. I have one more because we have we still have time. Uh-huh. Uh, failure to regulate the thermostat. Oh, really? It's a big issue. Oh yeah. It's well, it can be. It well, just if, depends. If I'm in charge of the stat, then there's no problems. Well, <laughs> so if if something's too hot, it's not good. If if the room is too warm, if the room is too cold, it's not good. And of course, the next question comes up: Well, what's the perfect temperature? And I don't know. We set ours at about seventy-three. Mm, that's too and, cold. Seventy three to seventy four, roughly, is where it's at. It's too cold. You know what? It's it's. I haven't done any studies on it. I just seem yeah, to know you need that to it works. Find the sample of
1: it works for you, but all the cold people are <laughs> not going there anymore. I tell you what, though, if it's too it's warm, because restaurants will do well. It's colder. They'll, yeah, they'll do. Yeah, l- they'll be colder. even colder. Yeah. My I wife, should Google we this. We go places in August where it's 112 out, and she
0: takes a jacket because yeah. we're going to some well, restaurant. I, I agree too. I'm. I feel the same way. So we, we we're not. You know, at least at my church, we're not that extreme. We're not going to freeze you out, so, but you definitely need to keep an eye on it, or whatever you want to call it, because yeah, probably uh, air on the side of a little bit cooler, a little is, chilly. Yeah, yeah.
1: Even though I'd be less comfortable. Yeah, a little. But I'm weird. Yeah.
0: Well. You know, Uh, but you know, again, it's both sides of the fence. Sometimes people get too warm and, but I I have found that it's really from a speaker's point of view, when people are warm, I can see it when I'm looking out there in the crowd, they just kind of. They start to just—they're zoning out or something. I don't know what it is. They just kind of zone out. Of course, or could be, my, could be me. Could be me. Could be me talking that does that. But uh, but I've noticed that when it's comfortable, when it, the thermostat is set like it should be around seventy-three in our facility, it seems to people seem to be okay. There's always going to be somebody doing this, waving their hand, or somebody taking the program, you know, or or you do have some people that are like, I'm too cold, but you know you try to find a happy medium there so yes. to speak you know because you're going to get both in every service i'm telling you the new
1: thing needs to be a cold section and a warm section uh, so we could you put all the cold people over here and all the warm people over here
0: uh, yeah i mean we could try <laughs> recirculating the the ductwork or something maybe i don't know there Maybe that would do it See,
1: if you're cold go over here <laughs> cuz yeah the restaurants i'm sure they're they're cranking it down a lot of them yeah. cuz they're in back in the kitchen and it's hot and so they're like i'm dying yeah. back here
0: yeah but i think there's so more just freeze to it those
1: customers out
0: you know i guess that will be my homework we'll, we'll we'll look at this whole thing about temperatures in public settings and see if there's any science behind it i bet you there is i bet you somebody's done a study going yep this is the perfect temperature <laughs> all right right why wouldn't they hey it's the internet okay we're done Thanks, Thomas Rainer, T H O M. We'd love to get your feedback on this. So send us an email support at streamingchurch.tv. And we'd love to get your thoughts on this list. Maybe you got something to add. Maybe you think they're just crazy. Uh, we would always appreciate hearing from you. We do streaming video with streamingchurch.tv, we do mobile apps, churchapplive.com is that domain. We also do website templates as well as content management, myflock.com. So look us up and uh, tell a friend about the Church Solutions Podcast. All right, right, will do. All right. He's Steve Lacey. I'm Phil Thompson. Thanks again for listening. We really do appreciate it. We'll catch you next time on another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Take care.